Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. And this is a particular episode I urge you to listen, re-listen, share, re-listen again. It's about content, valuable, influential content. And my special guest today is Joshua Lisek. Joshua is a number one best-selling author and a ghostwriter. Joshua, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Thank you, Bernard. I'm happy to be here with you and your listeners today. It's a pleasure I treasure. <laughs> I like that. So Joshua, tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure thing, sure thing. So many years ago, back when I was in college, I wrote a couple of novels. And fortunately enough, those novels were, were picked up. I got a book deal with uh, an independent publishing house out of Washington, D.C. As I went about promoting my novels, I had a few uh, a few freelance writing clients on the side, business clients, uh, and they asked me if I could help them with their books. And I said, well, sure, why not? <laughs> so um, that was eight years ago, and uh, I just finished ghostwriting my 40th uh, book. Uh, tomorrow, actually, I will be uh, traveling to Brazil. Uh, I will be ghostwriting for a, a household name, a, a celebrity down in, uh, down in Brazil, uh, penning his story, ghostwriting his, uh, his story. So that'll be a blast. Get to meet with him, hang out at his resort there for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I have quite a few international clients right now. Uh, my clients are in um, the United Kingdom, Canada, uh, South Africa, Australia, Germany, Dubai, and of course, obviously the United States. So it's quite a fun, fun global business that uh, I get to help authors make their literary dreams come true. Awesome. So it all started with your own personal journey, helping others. Then boom, business. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and it was interesting because I had never planned on becoming a ghostwriter. My my kind of you know uh, life ambition, my aspiration as a kid, as a young fellow, was to uh, to write novels one day. And of course, I, I I did that. And at that point, it's like, well, why not help other people do the same? And it was by promoting my novels that my own clients heard about the fact that I was an author, and they said. Hey, we've been reading your your novels here. Can you uh, can you help us out with our book? With, you know, write our story. Not like a textbook. You know, it's not going to be a textbook, but we also don't want it to read like it's fiction. We want it to be engaging and, and persuasive and pull people in. And that's exactly uh, that's exactly what I've been doing. Now let's delve deeper into your story and to share with that and what we need to do, especially regarding content. And and so you're going to share that the six pillars of influential content. I like that six pillars. Of influential content. That's right. Tell us about right. that. Let's get started. Sure thing. So when I'm t- talking to to authors, um, we always start with with a big idea. They say this is what this is the idea that I, I I have. This is my book idea. Or in some cases, I'm let's say I'm talking to a CEO client, 
and their objective is to have ongoing content. They want to be recognized as the thought leader, the influencer in their industry. And of course, as you know, Bernard, having an established personal brand is critical to being seen as the go-to expert. You know, you're the go-to expert in your your uh, your niche. And so whether someone, uh, a client of mine is in manufacturing or digital marketing, they want to be seen as that go-to expert. And whether I'm helping a, a client with a 300-word blog post or I'm writing in their voice a 300-page book, we use the six pillars of influential content. These are the six pillars that you want to use to pull people into your content, to persuade them to adopt your way of thinking or, or persuade them that you're the true expert that they should be listening to, and then gently push them to take that next step with you. So if you're writing a blog post, for example, maybe that next step you want to gently push your readers into, maybe it's signing up for a webinar that you, uh, that you're producing, or maybe it's to book a call with you directly. Um, that's, I find that I get quite a few author clients from my, from my YouTube videos that I put out there because I do in fact practice what I preach. I use the six pillars of influential content in my videos. So I'm, uh, I'm a bit dominant on Google, you might say, for a lot of, uh, book writing related keywords. It's always good when your guest practices what they preach, I would imagine. <laughs> awesome. So let's get into the first pillar of the six pillars of influential content. That pillar is credibility. Well, Joshua, you might be thinking, that's kind of obvious. Don't you want to be credible mm -hmm. if you are, uh, if you're writing something? My take on credibility, I always tell authors this. When you're, let's say, let's say you're writing a book on digital marketing. Okay. How many books are there in digital marketing right now? Something in the neighborhood of 50,000 books on marketing yeah. right now. Yeah. If you have, let's say, 10 years of experience in digital marketing, you might feel that you're credible. Maybe your resume, your CV shows that you're credible, but you don't really have a credibility edge over 49,999 other authors. For <laughs> influential content, to produce influential content, think about what makes you uniquely credible. What qualifications do you have? What credentials do you have that no one else on the planet has? Again, practicing what I preach, so to speak. In my case, I am the only award-winning, celebrity-recommended, number one international best-selling, certified professional ghostwriter in the world. And awesome. maybe there's a few thousand ghostwriters out there, but I'm the only one who can deliver that credibility statement. And of course, that gets people to raise their eyebrows and say, well, I should be talking to this guy over here. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the credibility pillar. What do you uniquely have to offer? Wherever your bio appears, in the case of a blog post, it would be at the end, maybe, or at the beginning of the blog post, on the back of the book, <clears throat> excuse me, or the, the very first chapter of the book. Make it clear what your experiences are. Uh, the new buzz phrase here in corporate America is, uh, is lived experience. So what is your lived experience mm -hmm. that is unique and set apart from anyone else and it's not just you know oh i have this many years of experience that's kind of boring but what do you uniquely have that no one else can offer i gave you mine as an example uh so that's the, that's the first pillar shall we go on to the second pillar awesome yeah, so let's move to the second pillar great the second pillar of influential content is connection 
So this is the idea behind connection. People are reading your blog post. They're reading your book because they want a result, an outcome. They're not just reading it for fun. Now, maybe if the, maybe if you're writing a novel, and in my case, being a novelist, I'm uh, uh, pretty adept at writing uh, entertaining content. But in the world of nonfiction, business, and personal branding, you want your message to have connection. And by connection, I mean your readers, your future clients and customers. What are the issues that they're having right now? What is the the big problem, the big concern, or the big goal that they want to achieve? Make sure that you are very clearly connecting your message, your ideas, to the outcomes that they want. I have a bit of a secret for writing and, and launching international bestsellers. I have quite a few international bestsellers in my uh, in, in my uh, experience, so to speak, in my library of clients, you might say. Um, we're talking tens of thousands of copies sold, not just kind of rigging Amazon's uh, algorithm, so to speak. Um, but one of the ways that we were able to do this is using the connection pillar. In the very first chapter of, of a book, let's say you're let's say you're publishing on Amazon, either independently or you have a, a book deal, and your book is coming out on Amazon. On Amazon and Google Play and Barnes and Noble and other uh, other online retail outlets, readers, your future readers, can look at a sample of your book. Yeah. In the sample of your book, think of your first chapter. That's going to be the sample, right? Think of your first chapter as a sales letter for the book. So inside the book, you want to sell people on reading the book. And so one of the ways you can do this is inside of chapter one, create the magic bullet list. Now, this is just a, literally a list of, of bullets, uh, you know, um, and what these bullets are is every result people can experience, people can expect to experience after reading your book. Uh, a, a great example of this uh, is one of my own clients, um, an Arabian woman named uh, Bushra Azar, a client I had a couple of years ago. She was a runaway success story um, in her in her world of, of internet marketing, digital digital marketing. And at the beginning of uh, her book, in, in chapter one, we have this magic list of bullets, as in here are the specific results that you can expect. You can expect higher email open rates. You can expect higher webinar attendance. You can expect less stress around copywriting. You can expect to save time with your uh, your online product launches. You can expect less stress because you're actually selling. You can expect to make money off of your advertisements. Like all of these specific results that people want, we make it very clear with bullet points that that is exactly what you're going to be getting from this uh, this book. And it can you can do the same with, with a blog post. At the mm -hmm. outset, use the magic list of bullets, connect, what your content is going to deliver to the outcomes that people want. That is going to make sure that your readers actually read your entire blog post, or in the case of an author, read your book, not just read the free preview, but you're going to persuade them to actually buy the thing uh, and then ultimately become your client or purchase your masterclass or ascend inside of your business in some way. Okay, so in listing the two first pillars, the first one is about credibility. So establishing the credibility status right from the word go and how uniquely credible are you that would distinguish you from the other. So it could be a small niche, but why they should hire you or read your book or your content. Then you list with the second of the, the magic bullet list what you're going to gain 
or learn or get from your content, then these two then can lead on to the others. Am I right on that? That's right. That's right. Shall we dive into the, uh, or rather build on the, the third pillar? Yes. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. The third pillar of influential content is compelling. And this, I think, goes back to the very first conversations I had with aspiring authors about eight years ago when they would pick up my pick up my book and they said, wow, this I, I'm, I'm already 50 pages in and I just bought the thing. This is amazing. How do you, you how, how do you keep me keep me going? And think about a lot of the nonfiction books that are out there. Mm. About 99 percent of authors, nonfiction authors specifically, sell fewer than 100 copies of their book in the lifetime of their book. So 99% of authors uh, are, are not quite uh, not quite creating compelling content because if something is compelling, you're going to want to share it with people, right? Yeah. So what makes something compelling? Here is the hard and fast rule of the compelling pillar. Don't write a textbook. A textbook <laughs> is entirely facts-based. Here are the facts about how to produce a high converting email campaign. Here are the facts about how to develop uh, and and and, uh, and broadcast your personal brand. Very boring. You would know this also, Bernard, that you want to tell stories. You want to share experiences. Yeah. You want to share, okay, yes, here are the facts about, let's say, uh, I have a client that's in water treatment, the water treatment industry. So, okay, here are the facts about uh, water treatment, but that's really boring. <laughs> so <laughs> what rather are... Uh, some experiences that you had in water treatment and day-to-day uh, business life and operations that are genuinely interesting. You know, the, the mm-hmm. human interest story side of it. So the idea is, whether you're writing a blog post or you're writing a book, every time you bring up a fact, a point, a step in your process, attach a human interest story to that because it, it illustrates your point and it, it, and it compels people to really think about what it is that you are saying. So for every fact or step of your process, assign it a personal, real-life example. It could be your example. It could be uh, an example from a client of yours, or it could be even a well-known example. Mm, amazing. Shall we this go on to the fourth <laughs> Yes, yes. This is a lot of fun. This yeah. is counter- industry quite often the authors the uh, aspiring authors that i talk to they are frustrated because yes they're very well known and, and beloved in their industry in their space but often there are household names that every one of their clients or customers knows who they are and and they're not quite there you know they're, they're developing their, their personal brand they need to be listening to your podcast <laughs> to, to really get there <laughs> Um, but they're a little frustrated because the household names, you know, the New York Times bestselling authors in their industry often have no idea what in the world they're talking about. How many times mm-hmm. have I sat across from an author, either person to person, you know, in person or face to face via a tool like uh, Skype or Zoom? And they're saying something like, the reason why I need to read this or write this book is because there is so there are so many untruths and terrible advice out there. I have to set the record straight on my industry. Um, and so the counter industry pillar is very specifically state why are you different? Why are you better? Why are you more 
qualified to teach on the specifics of your business. And even, why is the prevailing ideology or the, the dominant common sense, so to speak, why is it wrong? Why is it completely wrong? And why is it not just wrong, but why is it destructively wrong? An example of this uh, goes back to, to Bushra and the book that I, uh, that I uh, helped her with. It's called Mass Persuasion Method. Super successful book. It's got like so, so upwards of almost 400, uh, 400 reviews, doing super wow. well still selling. And in that book, we made it very clear that this, in the world of online business, the idea is um, you want to prepare it. You want to plan. You want to do your market research. You want to have your business plan, maybe some investors. You know, you want to have your, your ducks in a row, so to speak, to borrow the, uh, the metaphor, um, before you do anything. And Bushra's counter-industry content is, and this is her phrase, launch ugly. <laughs> so when you think your website is ugly, your product is ugly, your email design is ugly, your logo is ugly, it doesn't matter. Just launch. Just start selling something. Because over time, you'll then accrue the funds to hire the graphic designer to redesign your logo, to uh, you know hire the web developer to make your website all pretty and exciting. But for now, just launch ugly. And that goes completely counter-industry to all of yeah. the experts who are saying you have to be perfect. You have to have everything perfect before you do anything. And these are, you know, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Times, Sunday Times bestsellers. And so she came at it from a completely different angle and she attracted a lot of attention uh, because she was so different. And she says, launch ugly. And everybody else in the industry says, <laughs> launch perfectly. Oh, amazing. I, I like the, the counter industry pillar. And because sometimes people get bored of their, what, what the expert has seen and all that. But if you come up with an angle and perspective, people tend to listen and say, what is he or she trying to tell us? And what have you been hearing all this time in while? That's right. And oftentimes, you will confirm the suspicions of your readers, your future class customers, when you point out how the prevailing experts are wrong. Um, and that's going to build a, a bond with your readers. It's going to establish your, your, your own unique credibility to kind of borrow, build on the first pillar again. And it's going yeah. to create trustworthiness, or perceived trustworthiness between you and your audience because they're like, I knew something was wrong about what those people were saying. So <laughs> and another quick example might be how um, a lot of the uh, health and wellness experts all out there say, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You need breakfast. Got to have breakfast. Blah, 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 blah. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Got to have your toast and your oranges and your carbohydrates to start the day, right? Well, interestingly enough, I've had a few clients in which one of the uh, practices that they recommend, uh, dietary practices they recommend to their clients is intermittent fasting, in which case you actually are, are skipping breakfast. You're having a later breakfast mm. or an early lunch, and it produces rapid weight loss. And so we make it very clear in the book, and all the books that have ghostwritten, you know, that the, uh, the author is, a, is an expert in this space, say, here's why the prevailing wisdom that you have to have breakfast is wrong. Do this instead. So it's a, like completely <laughs> opposite. So counter industry pillar is not just, well, you should try it this way instead. Like, go point out where the experts in your industry are completely wrong. Like, there is zero percent correct. You are one hundred percent correct, and don't be shy to say so. Oh, amazing! Counter industry. That's what the fifth pillar. Yes, the fifth pillar of influential content is the call to action. 
And this is something in which case what you want to do is make it clear um, what people are supposed to do next. So in inside of a, a blog post, at the very end, what do you want them to do next? Do you want them to subscribe? Do you want them to go watch a webinar? Do you want people to book a call with you? Uh, and again, with the practicing what I preach, in just about every single one of my YouTube videos I have about book writing, book marketing, and book publishing, at the very end, I ask you what to do, which is either go watch this video next to learn about this other important piece, let's say, of book marketing, or I say something to the effect of, if you want to find out if your book idea is any good, we can hop on a call and we can discuss what your market looks like for your readers to see if it even makes sense to uh, to write this thing. So that's an obvious next step. Inside of a book, you want it to be engaging with you in such a way that they become a repeat customer. Maybe they spend a few, uh, you know, a few dollars. They spend a small amount of money on your book. Do you want them to buy your masterclass, join your mastermind, uh, purchase one of your products? Well, make it very clear in the book what the next step is if they want additional results. So it's not a sales pitch. It's an invitation to experience one-on-one work with you or to use one of the products that you've, that you've talked about. So this is how you turn booked, uh, book readers into booked clients is the call to action pillar. I have one specific client where we were very clear about his call to action in his book. And it was, it's a digital marketing book. And throughout the book, literally from page one, there is an invitation to download his free website templates uh, for his book. Uh, you know, that way you don't have to design them yourself. You just go get his free templates. So you go sign up for his email list. You get his free templates. Now you're ascending inside of his business. And you receive a uh, an invitation to join a webinar in which the webinar expands on the content of the book, free webinar. And then there's an invitation to a masterclass to work directly uh, you know, masterclass and mastermind to work directly with the author of the book, a super, super profitable uh, invitation. In fact, uh, in, the, in a 12-month period, the author I'm referring to, because of book sales and people buying the book and then buying his masterclass, he has produced over $1 million in revenue from his book. So the call to action pillar is extraordinarily profitable. So please do not forget to leave that in and <laughs> to work that into uh, into your content. <laughs> Awesome. Call to action. The sixth pillar is circulation. And this actually has to do with the number one way to sell books. Uh, I believe it was uh, Nielsen that found this uh, found this statistic, which is that word of mouth marketing is 92% more effective than any other form of marketing and advertising. So how do you produce word of mouth marketing? You need circulation. It looks like this. If you're writing it, let's say you're writing a, a business book, maybe you're an expert in water treatment, right? Or you're an expert in, oh, managing a sales team. You could write water treatment 101. You could write, um, let's say lessons on sales management leadership. You might have a small market of readers, right? The water treatment industry, maybe there's, you know, a couple hundred people that you could sell copies to, but here is the ideal scenario. You sell a copy of your book to the CEO of a company. The CEO says, wow, this is pretty good. Hands it to the director. The director says, wow, this is pretty good. You need to read this. Hands it to their manager. One of their managers hands it to an employee. Employee hands it to their intern. Intern hands it to their spouse. Spouse 
hands it to their, you know, their, uh, someone at church, someone at church hands it to their grandmother, right? And, and the cycle goes on and on and on. And the idea of circulation is you need to broaden your book idea. We call it opening up your book idea. So if you go and look at the bestsellers, the, you know, the New York Times bestsellers or even Amazon bestsellers in any business category, and you'll find they have titles like 12 Rules for Life, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The Effective Executive, um, you know, The Event, right? These are very broad books that can be picked up by pretty much anyone and they are valuable. So think about your own idea for a blog post or a book and imagine how many different people you can write to. And of course, the concern is, well, wait a second, I'm a CEO of a company. I don't necessarily want to say this book is for grandmothers, <laughs> you know, to read in their, mm -hmm. in their, in their, their golden years. What's that all about? That's not quite what I'm saying. Think about who you ultimately want to be buying from you. You know, in this case, it's the call to action. So maybe the digital marketing author I mentioned, he wants lawyers to hire him for his internet marketing services. Well, mm -hmm. go back to the, the, uh, the, uh, the compelling pillar. What's the compelling pillar? Using stories to illustrate your points. So to make sure you're still reaching your core audience, make sure your compelling pillars are all examples that relate to your future client. So in the case of this author, it was uh, attorneys and lawyers that are being used as stories and, and examples. But make sure you still include examples of applying your ideas in different industries, even, you know, and even outside of the business context, maybe in personal relationships, for example. So that way you can write a broad enough book that has circulation potential. Rather, it has word of mouth marketing potential and someone can read it and hand it to friends at their, you know, uh, uh, for, for morning tea or they're, they're going out to lunch and they say, oh, I've been reading this book. It's amazing. You have to read it. And they hand it to someone who's not even in their business, but that person can pick it up, read it, enjoy it and pass it on to the next person. That is how you create word of mouth marketing. So you, the author are sitting back and you're finding that you are literally collecting royalty checks without marketing your book yourself. Mm -hmm. So, so the the point six about circulation and broadening your your scope is is using the compelling aspect that the story, like real life stories of people that maybe perhaps you might have worked with or could or helped them, so that when other people in, in such fields read, they will feel they will be compelled to share your content or hire you. That's right. That's right. Awesome. And and the truth is that there's nothing like word of mouth marketing. It does the magic. That's right. That's right. You got it. So that really that really summarizes, I think, very well the six pillars of influential content. You can use this in your, your 300 word blog post or your 300 page book to pull people in, persuade them to adopt your ideas and then push them to take the next step. And they feel like it's their idea to become your customer. This is amazing. The six pillars of influential content. Listeners, I as you re-listen to this and practice and let me know or let Joshua know how this has been very resourceful to you. Now, Joshua, I'll always ask, what would be your billion-dollar advice to the world in content marketing and personal branding? My billion-dollar advice, I would, I would have to go back actually to the first pillar of influential content and, and credibility and how unique you need to be to stand out because I, I think the statistic is 
in the next 18 months or so, the next year and a half or so, we're going to be seeing an additional 1 billion people gaining internet access. And that's 1 billion more people who are going to be competing with you. They're going to be building their own personal brands. They're going to be competing for a slice of attention, right? You know, attention online is, is decreasing rapidly. So in order to be the person who gets noticed, you have to be wildly different, not just somewhat different from other authors, other entrepreneurs, other executives. You have to be wildly, wildly different. So if you want to uh, claim your uh, claim your slice of this of this you know uh, billion person um, consumer pie over the next uh, eighteen months or so, you have to be wildly different and therefore, as uh, as Seth Godin might say, a purple cow, someone that just stands out and says, people say, "Wow, look at that person. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I should go buy their book." Yeah, so. Use the credibility feature and find out, use ways where you can clearly stand out from the pile. The world is getting noisier and noisier and noisier. How different are you? That's a question I ask clients on people. How different are you? That's right. Got to be different. Awesome. Joshua, thank you so much for sharing the six pillars of influential content with listeners, and we are grateful. Now, where can listeners contact and connect with you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I, I mentioned my, my YouTube channel previously. I think I have roughly 75 trainings on writing a book, uh, publishing a book, marketing a book so that it becomes a bestseller and converts readers into clients. All you got to do is go to YouTube, search my name, Joshua Lysek. Lysek is spelled L-I-S-E-C. Of course, you can see in the show notes how it's uh, spelled there. Uh, and also my website, entrepreneurswordsmith.com entrepreneurs is plural wordsmith pretty standard word and smith entrepreneurs wordsmith.com the first thing you'll see there uh, is a book revenue calculator that helps you find out based on your audience size right now and, and where you're at with your personal brand how much revenue can you expect your book to produce it's a fantastic tool because it lets you know if it makes sense to invest in a ghostwriter to invest in uh, in, in publishing uh, and, and if it makes sense to actually uh, go about getting some return on investment on this thing. So that's where I would I would advise people to go. Entrepreneurswordsmith.com. Awesome. I check it out myself again also and help listeners add all these links to the show notes so that you can use real access to Joshua's content and things that he has to share. Joshua, thank you once again for the show. Is there anything that you want listeners to know before we run out? Yes. And, and this would be this would be just, just uh, one, one last parting note. You... My friend, have a voice to reckon with. There is a reason that you've been thinking about writing a book. And I don't think it's happenstance or just chance that you have been listening to this podcast and you've learned about the six pillars of influential content. I firmly believe that this model has been placed upon your path so that you can change the world so that you can find your people so that you can make your industry and the families of everyone in your industry better happier healthier so please take the six pillars of influential content and make some awesome things happen great thank you so much listeners make great things happen and start today i mean right now joshua thanks for your time and i believe the listeners will find this really really resourceful 
Hi, so if you enjoy this podcast, head on to Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin and get all my books on building a successful personal brand, personal brand, corporate branding. Just go to Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin or at best just go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin Climb. All my books will be available to you. Just purchase copies and buy some for your friends. The best is yours.